Good morning and welcome. Hi, this is your coach, motivator, and encourager, Rhonda Taylor, coming to you on this lovely day, uh, praying that all is well with you. I pray that God will bless you and that he will set your face as flint. Today, I want to talk about seven strategies of stopping people pleasing. First of all, on this podcast, there is life, love, joy, peace, and harmony. Yes, moving forward literally stop right now and think about the times that you have said yes when you really wanted to say no that have been me it's been times where i was just put in a situation like that where um i had said yes to some things and and i know that my body and my mind wasn't really ready for it i was i overtaxed myself and and i knew it but just because i had uh, been working with the person and and been doing so much I didn't want to say no so I said yes and later on man I paid for that yes I was sick in my body I couldn't do anything else you know I had to delay some things that was for myself and for my family and man I was so sick after that and it's been many of times many of occasions that I've done that where I've literally put myself behind and put other people before me just for saying yes. So now I have a habit of saying, like if I'm coaching someone or I'm talking to my children or my spiritual children, you know, my children have already gotten it, you know, but my spiritual children, if I, if they say, if I ask them something, if they say yes, I'll ask them, are you absolutely sure? Or sometimes I'll just go ahead and make the decision for them. No, I'm not going to even allow you to do that. Not only that, because I know you have family, you have your own responsibility, but not all the time am I going to let you slide from that because you do have a responsibility. But for the most part, we got to get out of always saying yes, yes, yes. Yes, I'm going to do this. And sometimes we will say yes, or you may have a person to say yes, because I always tell people my word is bond. If I tell you something, even if I know I really can't do it, if I told you I was going to do it, I'm going to do it anyway, because my word is bond, because I was raised by uh, some strong parents that if they told you yes, that's what they meant. If they told you no, that's what they meant. And their word was so strong to where they could send their name and order groceries and not even have to pay for it. Their name meant something. So I had to make sure, you know, here recently, I just started saying, when I can't do it, no, I don't care who it disappoint. If I can, I'm not doing it intentionally. I'm not trying to hurt anyone, but just no, I can't do that one. Or no, I can't uh, counsel today. Or no, I can't can't do this today. So we got to make it a habit. Okay. Number two, take your time. If someone asks for a favor, take time to think about it or check your schedule. So now that's what I do. You know, I go back and I say, let me check my calendar and see what I have going on. Because with me, um, I always tell people, I give, I always tell people, give me three months in advance. Don't just give me no, uh, next week or next month, because I got a lot of things going on and it's just not about, you know, church with me. It's just not about me doing uh, family things all the time. You know, my family is very important to me. Yes. They are, you know, uh, God comes first. We know that, but at, yet and still we got to set boundaries and very healthy boundaries. So it's been times where I didn't even check my schedule. I said yes. And, and double booked myself on an, on an assignment and was worn out. 
I had to preach one Sunday and then I double booked and told somebody yes. So guess what? I had to cut my time off here and run there and go and give a word. And I was worn out because I had double booked myself. Okay. Number three, be fair. Okay. Am I being fair to myself and others in my life if I say yes to you? Okay. Now that's something to think about. Even sometimes when you know you're, um, you're, you're feeling bad and someone say, uh, how do you feel today? Do you feel okay? Yes. Are you good? Yes. Deep inside, you know, you're not good. It doesn't matter if people judge you. It's okay. As leaders, it's okay. You are a human being. It's okay. Even if you're not operating in leadership right now, if someone asks you, are you okay? Not really, but I'll be okay. But don't say, yes, I'm good. You know, I know we want to claim it, name it, blame it. You know, I know we want to do all of that. But at the same time, just sometimes you need to say, no, today I'm not good. Today I'm wrestling with this. And But know who to say it to. And maybe that person can help you because we all have weaknesses. We all have sicknesses, just like we have strengths. We go through those things. Okay. Number four, don't ever, don't ever don't ever okay <laughs> uh don't over apologize okay don't over apologize if you can't make a commitment or have to say no a simple i'm sorry is fine okay i'm going to repeat that because i know that's been me everything that i'm talking about if i'm sharing it with you that means i've done it and been there myself okay number four don't over apologize if you can't make a, a commitment or have to say no, a simple I'm sorry is fine. You know, I used to keep, you know, coming to the person, you know, I hate I wasn't able to be there. And, you know, I would be there if I could. You know, I had this going and I already had this going. No, just I just can't do it this time. You know, and you got some people, they will do that. They uh, once they tell, you no, they mean no. But when you say no, sometimes they get an offended spirit and, and start having attitudes, you know, because a lot of people, they walk around in their feelings and with their feelings on their sleeve. They can't take the word no. You know, they can say no, but they cannot take the word no or I can't do it this time. You know, so uh, we got to be conscious of that. Number five, start small. Limit your availability to help. Set a time limit. Or ask for assistance on small things. If you know you can't make a deadline to something and you know somebody that's working along beside you, y'all work together. Hold each other accountable. Work together. You know, but but don't just make up excuses for why you can't do it just because you want to have a little pleasure, you know, because, you know, our word have to mean something. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people right now, they've, they've gotten themselves tied up into things and they really, they really don't care nothing about what you're talking about. And they will constantly tell a lie instead of just saying, hey, I'm, I'm not going to do it or I can't do it and I'm into this right now and I'm enjoying my life right now and I really don't have time for that. You know, they're not going to tell you that. So what they rather do, they rather just string you along, knowing that that's not really the things that they really desire to do or they desire to do it. But they have let allowed or allowed, or allowed someone to come in and start dictating their every move. OK, number six, forget the fear, forget the fear. Fear is very crippling. Fear will keep you from moving forward. 
fear would keep you from operating in the in the place where God would have you to operate in. Fear would keep you from loving someone that loves you. Fear would keep you from 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 stepping into your own business. Fear would keep you from uh, running that company. Fear would keep you from moving forward in your ministry. Fear would keep you from a lot of things. Fear. This is what we're talking about, okay? Forget the fear. If others get mad because you say no occasionally, they are not people you should be surrounding yourself with anyways, okay? I always tell people, because sometimes I always say, I'll say no for them if I know they're overtaxing themselves. But if I see that they're just making excuses and they're just saying no, and if they say no too many times, I'll let that no stay there. Okay, because some people are good just making excuses too, because they find time to do everything that they desire to do, and that's good too. But if that if this is not important to you, guess what? You're not gonna you're not gonna look at it that way. You're gonna put everything else before what you said that was important to you. But you also have to know that if you say no to a person occasionally, uh, and they get upset at you because you can't, you gotta you gotta know. I'm not dealing with them because the first time I tell you no, or maybe the second time I tell you no, and you start having fists and you start throwing slugs or you start acting a certain way and you start pulling away and stop doing things because I said no twice and you already know my schedule is just as busy as yours, then I need to find out if if you're the person I need to be working with because it shouldn't affect you that, that way. Okay. Number seven, last but not least, ask for help. Ask for help. Some of you are so prideful, you won't ask for help. Okay, ask for help. Recognizing when it is too much to handle or if you need help is a sign of of someone who is confident and assertive. Okay, it's okay to ask for help. Okay, Um, we have to know that, um, that the enemy will play head games with you. Okay. Um, he will play mind games with you and he will tell you some things that you cannot do. Okay. Moving forward, I'm going to share some things with you about 15 unhealthy coping skills. And this is going to be the last thing that I share with you. Everything that I share with you is something that I work within myself. Things that I look at upon myself, everything I share, I always get a mirror and say, is this me? Okay. 15 unhealthy coping skills. Uh, you know how sometimes people leave without warning. They will leave without warning. Okay, that's number one. Number two, fighting a negative comebacks. Okay, number three, defensiveness. Number four, flight mentally. Number five, sleeping away the problem. Number six, passive aggressive behaviors. Number seven, Negative body language, crossed arms, roll of the eyes, uh, crossed legs or crossed arms, you know, folding the arms. Okay, Uh, I'm going to stop there. These are unhealthy coping skills. And I, I always tell people because not only am I a coach, but I have a prophetic gift that God has blessed me with that I don't take for granted. And I thank him every day for trusting me with that gift. That I can always tell when people are telling me lies. I can always tell even if they try to hold the straightest face. And they try to look sad. Or they try to look like it's not them. I um, I know that 
um, when it when they're being untrue to me. And I can tell because they start doing things out of the ordinary. And sometimes they try to be still and hold a straight face, but it still doesn't work. Because the eyes is, the, is to the soul and you can see. You understand? Moving forward. Uh, not listening, but jumping in, um, uh, waiting to talk. You know how some people, you're talking and they don't give you an opportunity. They just jump right in. They just jump right in while you're talking. And just start talking, not even, you know, having respect for you. They just, just jump in and just start talking. Okay. Uh, also avoiding eye contact. You know, honestly, um, I used to be that way when I was dealing with abuse really bad years ago. I used to, when I used to talk, I used to always hold my head down. Uh, when, you know, certain things, I would just hold my head down and I got to the place now I would look at you, but it's sometimes I, I can't even lie. When I know a person is really just constantly lying or being deceptive, I won't even want, I don't even want to look at them. I'm just being honest, uh, because it, it really irritates my spirit to see that. And even if I look at them one time, just straight in their eyes, and then I stop and start looking somewhere else. It's because I'm really praying for them that they will make a change and that they will stop and come out of that. Because first of all, it's not of God. It's not of God. And uh, for some reason, they feel that it's okay because it's so rooted. It's so deep embedded in their spirit till it's like it's hard for them to come out. And so when they're around people that keep trying to pull it out of them, they get uncomfortable. They're, they're, they're one, I always tell people when you tell one lie, then you got to cover, get another lie to cover that lie. Then you got to get another lie to cover that lie. So it's always just good to tell the truth. Okay. Number 10, overeating. That used to be me also. I used to overeat. When I used to stress, I used to deal with stress and anxiety. You know, when I was battling with depression at one time, I was overeating. That's how I got up to 298 pounds. You know, overeating. I ended up being a diabetic. Uh, cholesterol extremely high. Stress levels extremely high. Blood pressure was extremely high. I was having problems walking with my legs was starting to swell all the time. You know, all the all these things, you know, believe it or not, I still deal with with uh, with sometimes swellness if I'm sitting or walking too long, but it's not from weight because I lost all that weight. I lost a hundred pounds because I let go of the stress. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily just the food that I was eating, it was the things that I was taking in in my mental. It was the things that I was allowing in my spirit that I shouldn't have. You know, I didn't allow myself to have peace. I didn't allow myself to get back from people and 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 back up and regroup and, and figure out what is it that Rhonda did really desired. What is it that Rhonda want? So I consumed a lot of things. I, I allowed so much in my spirit without even giving myself a break. I would do one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. I didn't give myself a break. Okay. Okay. Uh, under eating some people don't eat at all you know some people go without eating okay number 12 lack of sleep I used to deal with insomnia very bad real bad to where I had my like a baby I had my days and nights mixed up I had my days and nights I was I was sleep during the day and up all night and it got so uncomfortable it started messing with my health I could never sleep at night Okay, they end up putting me on medication and you know me, I don't, I'm not into all the medications. So what I did, I started releasing everything that was causing me stress, that was causing me to, to, excuse me, to deal with anxiety and depression. Okay, number 13, letting go of reality. Number 14, 
lack of proper hygiene. Number 15, lack of communication. I'm going to go back to 14. My hygiene wasn't a problem, but I, I had stopped literally taking care of my hair. Um, when I was dealing with depression really bad, I was, I was beginning to lose my hair. I was combing it out by the handfuls. And so once I started losing my hair, I didn't care about taking care of my hair anymore. Because as a young, a young girl, I, everybody in our family uh, always have had real long, thick, pretty hair. My mom's hair used to be so long, she used to sit on her hair. And so long hair, long, thick, pretty hair ran in our family. And the hair used to go down our backs. And so it was something that we didn't cherish our hair, you know, because I used to keep my hair cut in nice little styles. And when I got older, you know, before when I was younger, you know, my dad wouldn't allow us to, to cut our hair and to put things in our hair. We used to get, some of you know about press, pressing your hair, hot combs. So, you know, my mom used to wash and shampoo our hair and, and hot comb it. But um, as I gotten older and gotten into um, a, uh, a marriage, uh, I ended up stressing really, really bad, went into depression and I ended up losing all of my hair. And so I ended up shaving my hair off just to start over. And it was still a struggle. And so I got to the place I just didn't even take care of my hair anymore. Like, I don't even care. You know, I don't even care. And when the person would make any type of remarks about my hair, I was I would say simply, well, I know where it came from and you do too. But I shouldn't have said that. I should have just said, you know what? I had control over that. And, I, and now that I have taken my control back, everything else is coming back. Um, I'm no longer a diabetic. I'm no longer battling with cholesterol issues. I'm no longer battling with weight issues. I'm no longer battling with depression. I'm no longer battling with anxiety. Of occasionally, everybody deal with anxiety if, if they overworked. You know, sometimes you have your, your heart is, feel like it's skipping beats. It's because sometimes we overworked. But, you know, we occasionally deal with that. But it's not nothing that stays with you where you need medication. So I thank God for delivering me from all of that. Okay. The last one, as you know, 15 was lack of communication. I've never had that problem of until one point in my life well I had kind of shut down and that was in the year of 2000 and um 2008 2008 all the way up to 2014 or 15 I want to say 15 uh my communication just I just got quiet I feel like I was better off just being quiet not saying too much you know only when I would get mad then I would speak out and say things because I was hurting my heart was hurting because the person was taking like I allowed this person to take complete advantage over me. And so when I got, when I took my power back, 2018, I took back my power. I took back the authority. I took back the things that God had given me. And I started walking in my strength. I started walking in power. I started walking in my anointing. I know who I am. And, and it's nothing like knowing who you are. And sometimes people love it when you are dysfunctional, you know, um, they love it when they can control you, when they can control your mood, when they control your thoughts, or they can put fear in you. People like that. And because they like it because they know that you are, um, you accept it. When they see that you're acting on it, they know then you accepting it. That this, this is who this person is, excuse me. <laughs> this is who this person is now. Whatever I say, whatever... I say that's what they do. 
But the moment you decide, no more. All that ends. <coughs> Excuse me. But, and yet and still, know that you are loved. <coughs> know that God have you. Know that you are more than a conqueror. Know that God is a healer because he healed me. In my closing, this is your coach. This is your motivator. This is your encourager, Rhonda Taylor, coming to you with life, love, joy, peace, and harmony. I pray that you remain blessed. <laughs>